Blog Talk Radio. Hi there, I'm Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and this show is a celebration of baby boomers who are embracing life as we grow older. But if we're honest with ourselves, we know that life can sometimes have its challenges, especially considering the isolation we've all felt due to the pandemic. But that's where our guest today can really help. Dr. Susan Noonan is a physician, certified peer specialist, and mental health and wellness coach who works as a consultant to Massachusetts General Hospital, McLean Hospital, as well as other prestigious institutions. She's also an author who specializes in helping people manage depression with such books as Take Control of Your Depression and Helping Others with Depression. But Dr. Noonan joins us today to share all about her latest book, and this is a good one, Reconnecting After Isolation, because, boy, thanks to COVID, that's a topic many of us can relate to. I cannot wait to find out more. So welcome, Dr. Noonan. Thank you. I really appreciate coming here and your invitation. Well, I just have to say at the onset, your book, Reconnecting After Isolation, as I mentioned earlier, it's an important research because, boy, the combination of years spent dealing with COVID and it combined with the stress of the holiday season, I think a lot of us are kind of reeling at this point. So I'd like to start by you giving us a bit of an overview of the book and what our listeners might find when they when they get a copy of that for themselves, because this is a double whammy of emotions as far as I'm concerned. Okay. Well, it's a book written for everybody um, because this is a universal experience, um, whether it's pandemic-related or being isolated for other reasons, like a broken leg or a difficult, you know, health issue, uh, being stuck at home. And what I wanted to do was to make people feel that they're not alone. So to identify what the issues are surrounding isolation and how it affects our physical and mental health. And then to provide some healthy ways to actually try to cope and manage with it. Um, And to identify at what point one needs to go for professional mental health treatment. Boy, yeah, that, and these are all important topics. I want to get to as many as we can. I know I could keep you probably all morning, but we do have a limited amount of time. But one of the topics that is of interest to me, and I think my audience as well, is, of course, as we grow older, <clears throat> isolation can be, you know, you read all these articles that, you know, it's especially detrimental to our health. So what would be some of the health risks that those of our age group and other age groups really face, but maybe particularly we older people face uh, when we're feeling overwhelming loneliness? Well, that's a great question. So, you know, we are designed to be social beings, to seek out relationships. And social connection is really important for us to survive and thrive, and it's essential to our well-being. So in modern life, we've somehow drifted away from living in small villages, for example, and now live in cities or um, larger communities. In the past, perhaps the community would nurture each other, look out for each other. And without that happening now, it's resulted in rising levels of seclusion and loneliness. Um, Our lives are also affected by some transitions and disruptions, some general medical and mental health conditions or race and cultural issues 
and that also contributes. Um, isolation leads to a lot of changes in all areas of our daily lives, and it can have a negative effect not only on our mental health and our ability to manage it, but also our physical health. We are uh, interrupted our routines with diet and sleep and exercise, perhaps. And that can result in either new onset or aggravating the onset of heart disease, high blood pressure, cholesterol issues, some immune function issues, with more tension and stress and disagreement in our lives. So it can affect us in our whole person. Well, and so then that leads us to kind of my next question because you think, oh, boy, well, holidays, one of the things that is kind of a hallmark of the holidays are gatherings with your friends, having family come stay with you. or be So these are basically good things, you know, health-wise. But, again, after being isolated, you, there's kind of an extra reentry anxiety that you write about. So tell us about what that might feel like and maybe a few steps we might take to deal with that. Okay. Well, that's a great question. So re-entry anxiety refers to the level of discomfort or awkwardness somebody might feel upon resuming previous routines that we used to be involved with before a period of isolation. That could be at a job or volunteer or socially or in family. We have to realize that the world now is different, and we have a new set of expectations and new needs, and a valid level of discomfort, particularly in our older age, where we may be at higher risk for contracting a more serious version of, for example, the COVID uh, virus. You have to decide what is right for you personally, what boundaries you and your family want to adopt, and what activities you're comfortable with. When you're comfortable taking off a mask, for example, or getting closer physically in a room with other people. And go at your own pace, transitioning in a way that works for you without being pressured by what other people think or are doing, other family members, maybe who are younger or neighbors or other friends, and then just stick with it without being apologetic or feeling pressured. You want to base these decisions on reliable information and come to terms with what, what's happened and how it's impacted our lives, including grieving any losses that we might have had. Not just the loss of loved ones but the lo- or our health status, but the loss of our pre-pandemic life and our lifestyle and the fact that we do things differently now. Maybe loss of some opportunities or the ability to participate in milestones like graduations and weddings. And then, of course, there's personal financial losses that affect affect a lot of people these days. Most people can deal with this and make the transition in a satisfactory way, but if it becomes excessive or interferes with your ability to function in some ways, then it's time to pay attention and think about seeking professional help. 
You know, that, again, thank you for that answer, because uh, not only are we, many of us, dealing with our own issues around reentry and health and isolation and all that, but, two, a lot of us have friends. I, I have one friend in particular who's very isolated, and it, it's a delicate issue to bring anything up around conversations around mental health issues. So do you have any tips about how we can approach some people like that or just support them in some way? I think the most important thing is to be supportive and to to make sure they understand that you're being supportive and not being intrusive. And also to listen, to be encouraging and to listen to what they might have to say because a lot of times what people just need is just someone to vent, to, to be able to talk to, um, to help validate the way they're feeling. It's helpful to just be a good role model and by yourself by adopting healthy patterns in your lifestyle and making healthy life choices and, um, and, and healthy coping strategies, for example. Um, so those are things that I think could be helpful. Well, and you mentioned a couple of times about there's, you know, we need to, or what would be helpful, I will say, to to recognize times when, okay, you know, this might be, you know, we can deal with this isolation or these feelings of anxiety around reconnecting on our own. And, again, I'm speaking for ourselves and our friends. But then sometimes, it, you know, there's some, some key factors perhaps that would help us identify, boy, we, we should really seek some professional help. What might some of those be? Uh, if you don't mind sharing. Yeah, sometimes it's hard to know. It's hard to tell. You might be the last person to recognize that something's going on in yourself. Um, Life is full of ups and downs and a lot of stressors, and most of the time we can deal with them. But if there are changes from your baseline self, the way you usually are or do things, and those changes persist or they interfere with your ability to um, to live your life and to function, then that's when it's time to pay attention and think, well, maybe I should man- mention this to my primary care physician or maybe I need to see a mental health professional. But don't try and do it on your own because usually we need a helping hand in these situations. Yeah, well, that you know, that brings up another question for me. Again, if we want to be a helping hand to someone we care about, a friend, say, so to speak, and we know or, or we think, <laughs> I don't want to say that, but, you know, that, that they could use some professional help. Again, that's a super delicate topic of conversation. Do you have any ideas on how we might approach friends that, you know, just make some small suggestions that way? It is, I agree, it is a very delicate situation. It depends on how f- close you are with this friend, whether it's an immediate family member or somebody in your circle or somebody who's just an acquaintance. But if it's somebody you feel comfortable in speaking with, you want to be supportive and encouraging, and you want to listen to what they have to say. But you might say something like, I'm a little concerned about you. You seem to be a little bit more quiet or more down or or less interested in things than you used to be. Is there something going on, and do you think um, you'd like to talk to me about that? Um, could I help you in some way? Just kind of broach the subject that way um, as out of being 
concern for their health and well-being, um, but in a way that is is uh, more gently stated. Oh, Dr. you know, this topic, like I say, especially at this time of year, because, again, even when prior to the pandemic and, for again, for boomers, our lives were, you know, full in our 30s and 40s with family and careers, the holidays are stressful in and of, itself, of themselves. So this is incredibly yes. helpful. I, I really appreciate it. Before we have to go, where can our listeners go to find out more information about you, your work? And, of course, you've got a number of super helpful books dealing with depression, anxiety, and all these kinds of areas. So we want to know where we can find out more. Okay. Well, I do have a website, which is Susan Noonan md.com and on the website there's a way to connect directly with me and I will respond promptly Um, there's information there on my books Um, there are blogs that I've written and there's information on my coaching practice if anybody wants to reach out for a little bit more um, lengthy conversations so susannoonanmd.com Well, thank you so much. And before we have to go, are there any final thoughts you'd like to leave with our audience? I want you to just know that you're not alone in this. If you're feeling isolated, if you're feeling down or irritable or just, you know, cranky and not your usual self, try and be attuned to the fact that this is not your fault. This could be uh, a mental health condition that's actually biologically based, um, a condition of the mind and body, and there's no uh, um, issue around seeking help for that. Well, on that very high and helpful note, I will <laughs> have to bid you adieu, but boy, Dr. Noonan, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing your expertise uh, and your thoughts on how those of us, uh, boomers or not boomers, can manage some of these difficult feelings. Well, thank you very much for having me. It's been my pleasure. Well, and for you, all those listeners out there, please check out Dr. Nuna's website if you're having these feelings as well as her books. And remember that the holiday season is far from easy even during the best of circumstances. So if you're feeling anxious about holiday gatherings, do yourself a big favor. Grab a copy of Reconnecting After Isolation because this book's going to give you critical information, helpful strategies, and just might help you start looking forward to reconnecting with your friends and loved ones. So until next time, this is Mary Eileen Williams at Feisty Side of 50 Radio, and I'll catch you later. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you.